Hello and welcome to Talking Take Me Out. I am. No. I, Talk about Take Talk Me Out. Out. How do you not know what this is called? Hello and welcome to. Oh, I'm so thrown off now. Talk right. about Take Me Out. What do I, wait? I need to write down my. What do I need to say? So I need the to, unofficial Take Me Out recap podcast. The unofficial Talking About Take Me Out recapping. Talk Don't about. confuse him. I'm helping. It's You're not helping. Nathan. We've only got one shot at this. <laughs> We're gonna run out of tape. I'm so unrelaxed. Ah, I know. Immediately, I've become very unrelaxed. I don't know what's happened. Okay, go again. Well, I'm gonna take my shoes and get just get into the zone. Welcome to Talk About Take Me Out, the unofficial Take Me Out podcast where we talk about the reality TV show Take Me Out. I'm Nathan Darcy Roberts. I'm here with Patrick Spicer and Mickey Overman. How's it going, guys? Yeah, good. Yeah, pretty cool. Really yeah. good. You're pretty cool and good. Yeah. yeah. Elaborate. Feel good. Feel cool. Feel pretty, pretty, uh, I feel pretty. Okay. Ah, oh, like in uh, Where's My Story? Haven't seen it, don't know it. Uh, yeah, don't get the reference. We're going to move on swiftly. Let me sing uh, it real quick for you guys. <laughs> we're not here to talk about <laughs> West Coast at all. Officer Krupke. Romeo and Juliet. Oh, classic. We don't have the copyright for West Side Story. Spielberg is remaking it soon. Coming out this winter, he is going to be on us. Oh, if Spielberg's no. going to remake anything, he should remake Take Me Out for the past. Yeah, correct. Wait, the... is that true? Is he remaking yeah. West Side Story? But both sides are white. He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I like what they did with the original West Side Story, but uh, a little bit too, a little bit uh, too much spice. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Mm. So yeah. let's uh, make that mayonnaise. Yeah, was that because of my surname? Yeah, you're in it. Oh, oh good, oh, so, good. Good you job, should have been good fee for me. Should have been told by your representation that uh, you've booked the role of yeah. the lead in West Side Story. I like to give them a long leash with these sorts of things. <laughs> I like to be told after a project whether it went well. So usually we do plugs at the end, but this week we're plugging up top. You can see Patrick Spicer in Spielberg's upcoming <laughs> White Side Story. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's from the perspective of the parents. <laughs> I play the concept of privilege. Where are our kids? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, let's get down to it. Episode four of Take Me Out. Guys, what are your first impressions? Were you fans? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I actually really loved it. There's some really... Actually, you know what I'll say? I mean, it's, I'm not going to give spoilers, but there's just... There's one bit, there's one date uh, where something gets revealed that is um, so amazing that I think it just made the whole episode worth it. And I think you guys know exactly yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about. No spoilers, but it does involve who killed JFK. Yeah. Uh, so it's the way, it turns out that one of them is actually Elon Musk. <laughs> I, I thought that was a bold marketing ploy from Tesla. Yeah, mm. they, you can tell by how they danced. Yeah. He danced See, very Elon robotically. Musk should really like bring out a fragrance. Shut up. <laughs> um, Nathan, move this along. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be a bold movie, dude. Bring out a fragrance. You just called it Elon, like the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Like <laughs> Elon, yeah, by yeah. Musk. It's a picture of a Musk ox, <laughs> famous type of ox. And Grimes, have you seen the picture? Um, this is probably time stamping, but have you seen the picture of um, Grimes announcing that she's pregnant? Yeah, with her nips out. It's horrifying. She looks like. Do you remember those um, aliens that you get pregnant? 
Well, you, you couldn't get pregnant, they would. <laughs> no, Nathan. I don't remember the aliens you get pregnant. Do you remember? You're going to the woods and there's that alien. He's like, you can get me pregnant. I'm like, oh, I'll see about that. Next thing you know, uh, you've got a big bundle of glue. Nathan refers to girls as aliens. Yeah. Nathan, every story you have reveals that you've been suppressing memories of being molested. Every single time. <laughs> Whatever it's about. Remember those aliens in that shed? <laughs> you'd go into the shed, then you'd come out, and like your memory'd be white. Anyway, good times. <laughs> so, <laughs> trauma. Back to the episode. So, what I want to bring up um, is the first thing uh, that really struck me about this episode was Kirsty when she mentions that her brother is a cage fighter. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think it's a good way to start any episode with the prospect of uh, physical violence oh, nice. from a sibling. I think that's really... Who would pick her now? I know the someone who's brave. Someone, someone who's involved. Mm. Have you ever dated someone with a, a, an aggressive like sibling or a parent? Yes, yes. Currently, I'm dating someone <laughs> very aggressive. Both yeah, siblings yeah, yeah. and parents. Yeah, <laughs> my family are a family of cage fighters. We're, yeah. like, uh, we're like those old-time circus families, except we all live in an octagon. Well, yeah. you say cage fighters, but they're thugs who have been imprisoned. Yeah. They are thugs yeah. who are in, in jail, in cages. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've got a family of thugs. I don't mind saying it. <laughs> yeah, but it's a mental prison of their own making. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's personal. Thank you. The spices have been psychoanalyzed. Yeah. yeah, they're a pack of freaks. That's if any of them are listening, stop supporting my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Also, if the spices deal. are listening, I love you too. Yes. Ugh, stop oh, tweeting okay. at them. I want to be part of this. I want to be in the spices. Yeah. You want to be in the spice. Yeah, I want to get well, in. Like the Von Trapps. Yeah, I want to get in on this. So, <laughs> we got a big deal. show coming up. You can come along. You could be the ring girl. Let me in. You, you could past. be a ring girl. I'd be a good ring girl. Yeah, you're so pretty. I've got legs up to here. Where? Here. <laughs> for the, for the, the listeners, this is not uh, a visual medium. I'm pointing at the ceiling. Uh, <laughs> so. Which is low. Yeah. <laughs> Your legs do stretch to the ceiling. It's horrifying. I well, I don't have knees, so they're big, long neck, big, long legs. You uh, say knees or needs? No, I've got a lot of needs. Yeah, got Very big, long legs. No <laughs> knees, much needs. Yeah, that's what it says on my Tinder bio. You know what I need for you to move this along? Okay, let's move on. So, we've got our first boy. We've got Lewis from Glasgow. First impressions of Lewis from Glasgow. Mine were negative. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he was also he was wearing a waistcoat. Uh, caught my eye. Uh, waistcoat man. And he was doing the um, fucking, uh, what's it called? Uh, night fever dancing. He was dancing night fever. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's strong. That was a bold choice. What he was wearing. Yeah, he's wearing a uh, sort of tweed uh, waistcoat and salmon pink shirt, which yes. is a strong look. Mm. He looks like a farmer going on a job interview. <laughs> I think it's a... <laughs> Bold choice. Uh, what's to stop me? And he was. And, and he got the job. <laughs> he got the job. Mm, spoils these. What I liked was the shads. I liked uh, Shads immediately. Now, we all noticed by this, listeners, Shads was one of our favorites. Uh, and she said that she liked him because he had a little glow in the mouth. Mm. Yeah, talking about his luminous teeth. Oh, I thought it meant like he had a nice accent. What I like about Shad mm. is that her contributions are like Shakespeare lines and that yeah. they could like yeah, be yeah, interpreted yeah. in a multitude of ways. Mm. Yeah, like when she called uh, Paddy her boo-boo. Yeah. Mm. Paddy boo-boo. I was like, Keats? Was that Keats? <laughs> did Keats say that? And he did. I think I'm reading Keats. Yeah. I, I said 20 minutes I went around. I believe it was his description of two ghosts. One cup. 
Um, <laughs> 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 um, he called himself the Scottish Mark Wright, which is, I think, why his teeth were glowing like that. And he had the pink shirt. Wait, who's Mark Wright? Uh, he's from the only way. He's like the boss of the only way of Sussex. He's in charge of it. There's a boss. What is the hierarchical structure? Well, of? he's just like the main character. He's like okay. how that guy Spencer is. Wait. On, um, so he describes himself as someone from the only way is Essex, and then he picks. Whoa, the... whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, but that is really. I find. At I this didn't... point in the podcast, people are thinking, "Did he get a date? Did he get who's this?" Okay, guy? I understand, but he did get a date, and uh, I'm sorry, but that's I didn't know that. That's really creepy. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I think I, th- I think we should uh, explain. Just we're gonna jump ahead. He. Does get a date and Fuck. his date is some- <laughs> I didn't know that. His date is someone Natasha. involved in uh Towie because she is the sister of Arge. Arge, yeah. Comic relief of Towie. Yeah, the comic relief. I've uh, never watched Towie, but I Meaning but that I can't watch it. I name- didn't know that. That's really weird. Yeah, that is really strange. Why would he do that? That's such a like Well, that's why he would do it, obviously, because he's like a fan. Well, yeah, he's a creepazoid. He modeled his whole life on someone that she knows, so he wants to figure out if he should or shouldn't be humiliated by Ew, and then she has to go on a date with him? That's awful. Yeah. She chose him. She yeah, she did choose him. Um, Well, maybe she likes it. We'll see. Next we'll episode. Out. What I want to do, pick up. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to, one thing that did strike out to me is um, I had a real problem with it was. In the in the video clip, we got an insight into uh, Lewis's extended family, and we meet his little brother. Oh yeah, who, he was a cutie. Uh, he <laughs> says, "I hope that he finds a hot bird tonight." And I'm like, <laughs> "You're like he's like a ten year old boy. Why are you calling women hot birds, yeah. you dirty little brother?" <laughs> nah, he was he was gross. He was a visual metaphor for patriarchal oppression. <laughs> well, what, a ten year old, ten year old boy yeah. in a waistcoat. Yes, yeah, ten-year-old little nerd. Mm. I disagree with this little little boy stuff. I no, think I think he's, he was uh, creepy. He's a pimp. <laughs> with respect. What are you in the early two thousands? Yes, <laughs> that's not a pro anymore. Hello, he's a pimp. pimp. He solicits women. Yeah, yeah, and he... that's a positive. Yeah. I support no. any woman's right to choose, but I don't support a man's right to... Um, Abuse. There you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys, you've got to stop supporting feminism with rhymes. <laughs> it's awful. No, I don't think we do. They like it. They? Meaning me? Yeah. Broads. You like it. Broads okay. and babes. Come on. Okay. Keep up. <laughs> so, that was Spencer Brothers. Um, uh, my other comment for... Um, my hot take on Lewis is uh, he was wearing that pink shirt and everybody rinsed him for it. Everybody thought that was very funny that he was wearing a pink shirt. And his uh, in his explanation, which also rhymes, he said, I wear pink to make the girls wink. <laughs> <laughs> and it really made me laugh because it just gone to the image of, did he expect to come out and then just have 30 women all consecutively <laughs> winking at him all at once? That would be really creepy. It would be very unsettling. That'd be great. Or if they timed it. Oh, and he doesn't say I made them just to Maybe make them Maybe he's like some once. sort of winking Nostradamus. Elaborate. Um, oh, you're gonna regret. <laughs> this is going already nowhere. <laughs> what do you mean? You should have just said edit point. Oh no no! Uh, winking Nostradamus in that uh, he was expecting them all to, to wink, uh, and, they, and then and then they did. Asked and answered. No, so, but he was trying to. He's saying I do it to cause. Like Nostradamus isn't instigating all of the actions of the future. Oh, he's predicting them. I think he is. He's a bit of a soothsayer like me. 
Okay, we've, we've established that Mickey does not know who Nostradamus is. <laughs> or Lewis, or you guys. How many times? I'm just, I'm just along for the ride. We spent a lot of time establishing what Mickey doesn't know. You know what I liked? Is, uh, is, uh, is that uh, Maxine's comment. She said that, because in the VT it showed that Lewis was like putting on a lot of aftersun for some reason. Like he was yeah. like slathering himself in aftersun like constantly. He was going through a lot of aftersun. And then Maxime really liked it. And then she was like, she was like commenting on it like a little bit thirsty. And she was like, yes, please. Aftersun on me in the Isle of Fernando's. <laughs> it's like, none of you understand aftersun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to put on sun cream first. It's in the thing. It's in the you name. Been exposed to this. If you put it on first thing in the morning, unless you sleep in a tanning bed, which I wouldn't put past this guy. You still have to put sun cream on then. Like a reverse vampire. Yes, <laughs> like, that is yeah. a reverse vampire. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. needs to be exposed to sunlight. So only so that he can justify putting on after sun first thing in the morning. He hates the tan. He just is, loves the product. Which is kind of a pimp thing to do. Yes, Maybe he, he, got it from his, he got it from his little brother. Yeah, so I think he uh, solicits prostitutes as a living. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and do you think that's a good thing? No, I'm just saying, I just, it's something I've observed. Oh. I think it's, I'm not assigning morality to it. That is something you see in people who exploit sex workers is they have these Wonderful outrageous times. nighttime routines. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, why they go to sleep so late. Yeah. Two to three hours plucking brows. They have to charge Waxing up. anus. Yes. The rest. <laughs> Singular. <laughs> That's my nighttime routine. And it takes me a very long time. Well, you got a huge anus. That's very hairy. Yeah. Five o'clock shadow, baby. Oh. And it's three <laughs> o'clock now. <laughs> you better get to work. <laughs> I'm scratching. Warm up that wax. I'm starting to get that itch, bitch. That's what I say to my <laughs> prostitutes. Uh, in my stable. But one thing, the thing is, mm -hmm. Lewis is from fucking Scotland. So why is he applying so much after sun? It makes no sense. He is not exposed to the sun. I think he has severe OCD. It's like those movies where like, mm. like, uh, where like someone's got like a little bit of OCD and it ends up with them like uh, forward in their house and them losing their minds. Is he the house? He's the house. <gasps> and there's someone inside him. I got the And this is going to be. I don't know what I meant by that. So uh, I mean, You added too much to that metaphor. Yeah, yeah but I thought it was really good. And I got the metaphor, which is like, I'm going to be dining out on that for three years. <laughs> so uh, that was uh, date number one. Now let's move on to a recap of a date from last week. Okay. Well, before we sort of uh, go back... Uh, into the episode we should probably tell the listeners that this bit that they're hearing now is different from the bit they just heard in that uh we're recording it at a different time basically what happened is we lost half of the episode <laughs> yeah and... we're kind of um, a pro podcast yeah and we are bad at file management we're punks and they pulled the plug and now we're gonna go back into the venue and continue rocking out okay um, so we're going to do that, whatever Nathan said, and uh, and so we're gonna so we're gonna continue to put. So this is uh, happening a couple of months in the future. Probably a quick update. Uh, what has happened is um, something called uh, COVID nineteen. So we're recording this uh, remotely, whereas before we were all together. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, the other thing that's happened is since uh, the we recorded the last episode, the the show Take Me Out has been cancelled. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're living in a very dystopian future from when we were recording episode. We listened to the beginning of, of this episode just before we recorded this, and you can really hear the optimism and, and excitement in our voices. We're making big plans for talking about future seasons of Take Me Out. We were, well, off, off yeah. mic, we were making plans to visit the province of Wuhan. Oh, and yeah. that's all of the car, <laughs> yeah. that's all off the table now. Yeah. Yeah. So, Global um, events have, have conspired. Um, I don't want to compare which one of those two events is more serious. They're both serious. Um, but I think what, what what is the positive thing is this. I, I, I guess this podcast is like more important than ever now to keep Take Me Out Alive. Yeah. I um, I think well, uh, also well, it's going to be weird because uh, so listener, if you're going to next episode, episode please five. Don't, please don't singularize the listener. They're, okay, listeners. <laughs> I don't want to target just <laughs> one dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay sorry more optimistic listeners uh th- mm-hmm. yeah I-, I guess uh, episode five and six are just um going to be so you're going to be jumping back into the past and then episode seven will be back in um isolation so uh we're going to go to date number one recap number one sophie and ross um so <laughs> we watched this a while ago <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I remember this very well. Um, no, we refreshed our memories. Sophie and Ross had a wonderful date. They went on a they went on a camel ride. Take me out, like to do that. People uh, on camel rides, super sexy. Yeah, she said it was the best first date she's ever had, which is bleak. <laughs> no, but I think all of our dates have been similar. They have involved like riding animals, like sitting on the back of a pig. The guy slaps <laughs> its ass and it runs around the mud, which actually be pretty fun. I mean, pigs are quite short, so your legs, your feet would be dragging through the mud also. So don't wear nice shoes. They were just really into each other. The, the problem with this day is that there's not much to say because it was just two people who were like really, really vibing. Uh, yeah, but I'd like, on all, whenever I'd go on dates, like um, back in the day, I would always like in some way to be reminded of man's uh, dominion over, the, over, over animals. Right. Mm. In some way. Yeah, that's. So I, give I one, remember, one example of how that's happened on your day. Well, I've already given the pig example. <laughs> oh, that was you. Yeah, I that was actually that was directly from my own experiences. The first date you went on with your current girlfriend, you had a live frog in each hand, I think. <laughs> you I just did. squeezed them gently throughout the date. Well, it was very embarrassing because the thing is, I'd found these frogs, and when I found them, they could sing and perform and dance beautifully. But whenever I presented them to my now girlfriend, they would just sit there and croak, and I was ended. I ended up looking like a fool. Mm. Yeah, that happens yeah. a lot. Dead now, of course. The frog's not my girlfriend. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't know. Love between you. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out in a few weeks' time. <laughs> she's uh, she's in a different location, so you can never be sure. That, that's a beautiful way to put it. When you don't know when your part, you don't know where your partner is. You can never be confident they are not dead. Yeah, but that is a real thing that I I struggle with. So <laughs> this is going yeah, from very, a real place. Very frustrating. So uh, the next person is um, Archie. So Archie comes out. Archie is maybe the poshest man I've ever seen in my life. Archie is incredible. Just to describe Archie, sort of lilac shirt, tweed blazer, bright. Bright red, sort of bordering on salmon pink trousers and brown shoes. Archie knows who he is. The thing that the thing that Archie wants everyone to know about him is that he is a strong man and loves to eat. He eats. He's like a cartoon. There's a, in the VT they show footage of him eating 
a whole chicken, not with a knife and fork kind of thing, just in his hand, like Bluto from Popeye. The man's an animal, a yeah. posh animal. Yeah, he's he's really really going for it. Like he's he's eating like lots of ham, lots of eggs, just beans. Just his entire <laughs> VT is basically just him eating, and uh, and then there's like, but he's he's funny. Like he gives lots of funny responses to the girls, but the girls only seem to really be interested in the fact that he has money. <laughs> he is funny, but like like a cartoon character. And you yeah, don't but cartoon wanna... characters are funny. Yeah, but you don't want to fuck them. I was really attracted to the fox in uh, in Robin Hood. Yeah, he's kind of fox in Robin Hood. The titular Robin Hood. Yeah, I remember Fantastic Mr. Fox. Was there any crossover? No. Uh, <laughs> you haven't seen Disney's Robin Hood. Also, have you ever seen um, Simpsons porn? You know, seen like a. Yeah, I was about to say it's so. It always came up so often as pop ups. Was like Bart and Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine if they fucked. I was like, who's this for? <laughs> it always was like it would have some, or it would be like Lisa and Homer. It would never just be straightforward. Like, and it also happened with Family Guy as well. It would be like Lois, Lois fucking Chris. Yeah, okay, it's always Chris. This it's always is incest. not what I was talking about, guys. My thing was so much cuter, which was just like I thought that the fox in Robin Hood was attractive. Yeah, but I do feel like this is exactly the kind of thing that Archie would exclusively want to talk about. <laughs> Whilst eating a huge fucking meat feast all by himself. He did identify as yeah. Popeye. He said, if there's an olive oil out there looking for her Popeye, then here I am. No, I think he said, please pour a pint of olive oil in my mouth. He <laughs> said, please pour olive oil into my mouth so you can slip that butthole in quite easy. Which doesn't really work as a sentence and is quite vague, but that's verbatim yeah. what Archie said. So take up with him. But he's yeah. a strong man, and his talent, guys, okay. very exciting. So his talent is um, him pulling a truck. Yeah, so <laughs> he pulls a truck, which is he incredible. Outside of the ITV studio, first yeah, of all, he leaves the studio. There's a there's sort of a crowd of people cheering him on, like he's doing a great sort of Guinness World Record. He pulls a truck, and he thinks he's crushing it because I don't how 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 much does a truck weigh. Whatever is a lot, it was. It's that. a big truck. It, it, that's, it, even if it's one ton, that's crazy, right? I couldn't lift a ton. So he does this. He does this amazing feat, crushing oh, it. You, you see, his, see in his eyes, like, I'm doing it. I didn't think I could do this. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Unbeknownst to him in the studio, everyone's just tapping out. They could not give <laughs> less of a shit. Yeah. It was a real, I was so devastated because I, I really kind of wanted everyone to turn the lights off. <laughs> he has absolutely no idea that it's happening. And then he just walks back into the studio to a pitch black room. No, that would have been too tragic. I couldn't have handled that. He had one light still on. <laughs> it, at least one girl was not so cruel as to turn her lights off. It would have been like stepping on a cat's neck. It's like she had to just, she, she could not hurt this boy. Mm. I, I think was, when you're Rosie... in the studio when the girls are turning our lights off you can at least still hold your head up high and have a response yeah. to it but to come from outside the studio ever just having done this majestic feat and then walking up those stairs and then being like oh yeah <laughs> it's a wonderful they should make everyone who's doing their talent um do them from within a, a total sensory deprivation <laughs> when they take off their like mask and earphones and then realize that there's nobody left or there is somebody left you get the sudden realization like you know those videos on youtube of like um deaf children wearing hearing aids for the first time 
<laughs> and you see their eyes really lighting up as they realize. But it's um, like a version of that where some of the deaf children can't hear. Yeah, they should definitely bird box them during every single one of their challenges. <laughs> well, listen, you guys are much crueler than me. I was really happy that he got a date. Yeah, no, I was ha- I was happy. I was happy you got Rosie. Rosie, who was also posh, but she um she said she's never had she's never dated posh before, but she had a pretty posh accent. I mean, he was much posher than her. No, he was red trousers posh. Yeah, yeah, which he was wearing. That's a whole new level. But I think he was leg of ham posh. <laughs> he he was eating leg of ham like Henry VIII level posh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his face was covered in gravy. For yeah. <laughs> okay. Date number two. We're going to recap number two. This is uh, Christina and Jamie. Now, I think we're all going to agree that there's not much to say about the date itself, except for one very special thing, which is that what's revealed in this episode is uh, Jamie's tattoo. Who wants to take this? Nathan. Fine. Okay. So... (laughs) I shouldn't say fun, like it's begrudging. I'm very happy to say this. I, this is all I want to talk about. So last week, you got like a little bit of a glimpse of uh, Jamie's tattoos. Mm-hmm. You saw he had some, had some sleeves. Very nice. He likes, he likes body art. I respect that. His date says, um, what's, the, what's the date called again? To the point. <laughs> Christina. I'm leading up. I'm I'm treating this like, I'm, I'm better call stalling it. I'm getting like a slow build. And then, so Christina says she likes his tattoos and wants to see more. So do we. So do we. And so like, they go to a water park, right? Perfect. This is a perfect opportunity to see his tats. And we get a full body shot and see that he has, in full red dragon style, a big <laughs> tattoo on his back, coating the whole of his back of his nan, just like a 1940s film noir gangster holding a <laughs> holding a six shooter. It yeah. is incredible. It is incredible. Does not bother Christina, by the way, which I like. No, she likes it. She thinks she's it's like, sweet. I think it's cute that he's got his his nan on his back. So yeah, have you looked at how his nan has been represented? Unless she actually <laughs> is a 1940s gangster walking around in a Mac. I think she is. is. Also, I did that she's also wearing a Mac <laughs> and a fedora at a jaunty angle. Yeah, that would have been so great if they cut to the audience. She was sitting there and she looked exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> or she had no idea. And was like, oh, no, you should not have done that. You can now not be buried in the family cemetery. I mean, there was not much else to say about the date. It was just really the tattoo was kind of the, the showstopper there. And uh, and they had a they had a good time and it was a likey. How would you Next not up? likey? I think um, she would, if I was her, I'd insist on pegging him so I could see the nan. Uh, next up uh, we've got adam from bristol what's up adam he adam was um adam was a certified normie i thought he looked very plain well he's in a black and white stripy top with a black blazer he is very much dressed like uh, an assistant manager in a small town's top shop yeah everyone was freaking out about his shirt and they all thought that it meant he was french yeah Look, look. Also, the stripy shirt meant he was French, and uh, wearing glasses meant he was smart. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is completely the opposite because yeah. he's English and dumb. Oh, okay. Shots fired. Shots fired. Oh, shit. That's um, one of your most slamming things. <laughs> that was a rithering insult. 
one girl thought that his stripy top meant that he was from the uh, book Where's Willy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sick diss on his dong size. <laughs> <laughs> he holds uh, house parties in his in his kitchen. He called it the disco kitchen. Yeah, how does that... How is that a personality trait that you... He said that he... <laughs> that was his justification for it. He went that he couldn't cook, but he throws kitchen parties instead. Like those two things are not transferable. Kitchen parties aren't like, that's not how you eat. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the real star of his of his VTs was again, this is a real um uh, nan episode because his nan was in it and uh, and she uh, she was kind of the star, wasn't she? She uh she she had a <laughs> she uh she well, and when they this guy go on vacation to Ibiza together. <laughs> well, cuz when they introduce her, she's quite intense. She's not kind of got the the sass of uh of, of, of craig's nan it's craig's nan jamie she doesn't quite have the sass of jamie's nan and then we learn that she goes to ibiza and drops yeah. pingers i assume i mean i may be projecting but i'm assuming she takes pingers and i was like this nan is awesome i mean she shouldn't be taking pingers at her age it will clash with the heart medicine and it will cave in on itself everybody reacts to her in a really strange way though when it comes back to the ladies and they just like multiple people describe her as his crazy nan they're like i love the crazy nan <laughs> like she's not crazy <laughs> she just like just likes partying she goes on holiday with her grandson also i don't know i think the thing is it's great for her it really makes her come off great but it makes him look awful why like if if you were in ibiza and you're like oh hey man how's it going who are you here with and adam's like i'm here with my mum. He gets two girls to pick from, Georgette and Amy Jane, and uh, he picks Amy Jane. And all I all I've written written down for for there was um, how upset that made Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I audibly reacted to that. I, that was a terrible choice. I think Georgette was way hotter than Amy Jane. Big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that's a wise move in the long run. Thank because- you. Because. If you punch up too far, then you will inevitably have a bad day and be humiliated in the aftermath. Yeah, but I think you should go into Fernando's not assuming any long-term success and you should just try and get as high up as you can on the pecking order. And then next time you're on Take Me Out, (laughs) that will inform the ladies (laughs) who make themselves available to you. Oh, what you think you should like keep trying to get back on Take Me Out? Yeah, take another swing at it and be like, like look, that- last time I went on with a stone cold tan. <laughs> like like the, the major who won a million pounds and who wants to be a millionaire. Like you should like try and work out to crack the system and continue mm-hmm. to keep going and take me out until you get the top prize. Yeah, you come back with thick glasses and maybe last time you said you were from Wiltshire, now you say you're from Bedfordshire. People don't <laughs> don't remember yes. a season ago what happened. That's very smart. And you said you wear like a pin, you wear vertical stripes the next time with no glasses. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're using very smart, very liberally here. That's very intelligent. Thank you. Um, let's go to date number three, recap number three. Actually, can we just, can we do this real quick? I, I don't know if anyone has any takes, but it's just, it's really boring. It's Kaylee and Andrew and uh, they have a nice time. <laughs> Yeah, this guy is like a fundamentally decent man and I have nothing to really say to... I don't really want to hurt him. Uh, it is quarantine, much like with my girlfriend. I don't know where he is. I, ca- I do not know whether he's alive. And I do wish him nothing but the best. 
Yeah, he's just a good boy and she's a good girl and they have a nice time and uh, the end. I liked that they went bowling and he absolutely smashed her. He didn't even slightly try and <laughs> he didn't even slightly try and let her win or be a gentleman about it. He just absolutely destroyed her. I think this he did. Patrick loves anyone who does like an outrageous show of confidence. <laughs> yeah. Patrick absolutely loves it if someone's just like, let me show you what I got. I think it's so funny. It's it's so completely inappropriate to be on a date, a romantic date, and then become preoccupied with destroying them at a mini game within the date. <laughs> be like, oh, you want a piece of this? <laughs> Stay in the gut, face. The next guy is uh, very confident, uh, but not. I don't know if that's uh, very positive. I think he might be a little bit too confident. It's Scott from London. He comes down the lift. He's tall. Um, and he is, he is quite handsome. Well, he's a model, which he brags about. He, he boasts about being a model, uh, which I did not care for. Arrogant man. He was very confident. He also talked, uh, he talked over everybody. He, when people were saying anything, he would be in a hurry to get his opinion. He told someone to calm down. You can't slam the contestants. If I was, in, if I was one of the girls and he said, take a breath, I would have said, why don't you take a breath? Then I would have farted into the mic. Really? I would have said, why don't you take a breath with me and Fernando's and get picked? Oh, that's all. That's, that's just mic, as romantic. They're all, they're all wearing lapel mics. How would you? You take it out. You take it off. Put it by your butt. And then you would have got, I, I bet everything I ever have owned and will own that you would get a standing ovation if you did that. Yeah. At least yeah. from the other girls because they don't have seats. Well, the show's cancelled, so... <laughs> It will come back. Too never soon. Be. Sorry, I'm just saying that like he's he's making a big show of it. Like I bet you everything I have, which first of all, listeners, is nothing, uh, and second <laughs> of all, <laughs> and second of all, it's not a big threat because the show is cancelled, so that can never be disputed. I was just trying to do a big display of confidence to impress Patrick. Fine, you've exposed <laughs> me. Okay, I'm well, sorry, what about what worked. about his talent, Patrick? Do you like that? Do you like his talent? Man, I'll tell you what, this guy can jump. His jumping, his vertical leap, he jumped clean onto the top of a, a post box. Nobody asked him to do that. <laughs> he just wanted to show that he could. I think he was supposed to be reciting poetry and he went, yeah, I can do that. But honestly, look at my vertical leap. But he was, he was backstage and saw the post box. He was like, wait a minute. How do we feel about parkour as a talent? There's only one way to yeah, feel it about it and it's negative. <laughs> It wasn't exactly parkour because he wasn't jumping around things. He just he just jumps up like he can jump very high. He's like a high jumper. But was he actually an athlete? I can't even remember. In his no, VT, he's, was he? He's a model and a manny. He does do parkour. He right. does do or something like adjacent to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But when well, you know, women, hmm? and you don't, so go. I wonder when they just, all they want to see in a man is that you can defy gravity and shit all over the Royal Mail. And he can do both. Mm. Yeah, it was quite a powerful statement against public services. He was very arrogant. I didn't care for it. He got Dan. The question they asked of Dan and uh, Danielle, his question to them was, what was their favorite of his features? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. So one arrogant. of them said arms, one of them said teeth. Unbelievably obnoxious thing to say. What's your favorite thing about my appearance? Yeah, I would have said that's a trick question because there is nothing to like. 
and then tapped out, I'd have tapped out, I'd have broken the rules. Even if they kicked me off the show, I'd be like, worth it. And I think yeah, that I definitely would have got a standing O. I would have elbow slammed the button off of the top of a steel cage. <laughs> Before giving a suck it sign to the audience. <laughs> you, you would be the heel of take me out. <laughs> Okay. Well, you're, you're both very impressive. Um. So, uh. So he gets a date. He gets Dan. She's out of his league. It's absolutely not on. Um. And uh, what? And now, can we now go to our heroes? Um. Yeah. Uh. Who was your hero, Mickey? My hero was Adam's nan. The one who goes to Ibiza. What a cracker! Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was banging. I had. I had a uh, crazy nan. She was my hero as well. Get ready, because this uh, this is where we'll segue back into our original recording for the ending, which we already had. Nathan? <laughs> uh, Nathan, who's your uh, hero? My hero of the week, okay, it's a two-hander this week. Um, I'm going to double nan it. My, my heroes are both Adam's nan and the tattoo of Jamie's nan. <laughs> yeah, that was my villain as well. Wait, that's your villain? That's your villain. That's his MVP. That's my hero. No, my villain is uh, is the is the nan tattoo because that is a villain. She's dressed as a villain. I I see her more as an anti-hero. Oh my god! You guys always have a clash in like MVP and villain. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's because we're diametrically opposed mor- morality-wise. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yin Yang. Yeah. Because yeah. you're I'm like Yang. you're like the hero, Patrick, and like Nathan's the villain. Yeah. Mm, what like Bluto? Did you say Bluto? Yes. Pluto. No, no, it's Pluto. Oh, Bruto. Bluto. Bluto from Popeye. Oh yeah. We've been okay. Welcome to the podcast, Nikki. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, my villain is Scott. Scott model Scott. Yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. He yeah. he sucked. I'm not even gonna elaborate. He just sucked. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, since since we're here, Scott, if you want to uh, uh, like come at me. Uh, I'll just I mean I'll just grouch and you'll jump right over me but uh, mm. if you uh, if you want to uh, you can find me at Mickey Overman uh, on on all the social media and because uh, I'm calling you out for uh, mm. for being um, a, a patri- the, pa- the patriarchy Scott what you gotta do man is you gotta you gotta tweet at Mickey and send a video of you jumping as high as you possibly can yeah and then I will do the same and yeah. beat your ass Mickey's gonna jump on a fridge. Yeah, I will. Oh. I'll jump on a fridge. I'll jump on a fridge. I'm not saying which way it's up. <laughs> I don't think Scott will jump on you. He'll like jump right Super over Mario me. He's Brothers. very tall. Yeah, yeah, he'll land perfectly on your head. He's like a mountain goat. Yeah, and you will disappear, and a big coin will come up in your place. Uh, great. Yeah, showing show my worth. One coin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big coin. And I'll take that coin straight One to the bank. One gold coin. Um, me and <laughs> like Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> Do you take these? <laughs> No? Do not get a reference. <gasps> Pippi Longstocking. Pippi. <gasps> What's happening? Okay, just real quick. So Pippi Longstocking, she's like, she's like a she's like a hero to all women. Because she like lives by herself and her dad's a pirate king and she comes and he like gives her money, but it's all these like gold weird coins and she just goes anywhere in Sweden and pays for them. It's like, why did these people accept your weird money? She sounds like a bitch. No! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so me and Nathan, well, I guess we're both calling out a tattoo. Um, I call it... No, oh, no, no. Oh, because you're... Okay, so... I'll take her out. So yeah, you call out the tattoo. 
Um, I'm calling out that tattoo. Uh, it's a villain. You've got a loaded gun right there. You're wearing a parka. You're wearing a uh, hat. You're up to no good. And whatever crimes you've done, I'm going to dig into them. I'm going to find out what you did. I'm going to find out why you did it. And I'm going to lock you up in tattoo jail. I'm going to strip the skin off of your grandson's back within which you are housed. And I'm going to hang you up in a shooting range like a piece of paper. And I'm going to shoot holes through you for at least 20 minutes. <laughs> So if you want to tweet at me, <laughs> you can get me at Patrick Spices on Twitter. That's the same on Instagram. If you want to send me a picture of yourself, yeah, I mean you're a you're a tattoo, so I reckon um quids in. I don't think a tattoo can have a Twitter account. I don't think it will pass the the robot quiz. It's flesh. Yeah, it's not a robot. It is. It is flesh. Mm. Nathan, what is your gross? What's uh, your villain? My villain is Lewis's little brother. <laughs> so look. We've all been young. We've all been young. Uh, I understand that he is probably falling in with the background. I, I think it's just his attitudes to women that I have a problem with. I don't like that this 10-year-old boy is calling them hot birds. So what I'm offering is I will teach the boy respect for women. I will offer him my lesson and my tutorship and my wisdom. And if he rejects them, if he fails to take them on, then I will bang him out. And I challenge you, I call you out, either to learn or to... Suffer at my hands. You're not a feminist. You don't even know Pippi. Whom? <laughs> so yeah, Scott's brother, uh, Lewis. So Lewis's brother, I call you out unless you're willing to evolve. Uh, if you want to take me on. <laughs> <laughs> take me out. If you want to take me on and take me out. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Darcy Roberts or on Instagram at Nathan Darcy Roberts. All one word. Mm. Are you going to bang out this kid in Glasgow or is he going to come down here? Yeah. What's he supposed to do? He can't travel by himself. I will travel to teach the boy. I'll then return home. But if you have wants- some dinner, <laughs> have a bath, watch Simpsons. Who's the little boy? <laughs> Who's the little boy? You? I'm a little boy. I don't talk- know if, I, if I find out it's back to his old tricks again. Then I will return to Glasgow and it will be very intimidating. Oh, I thought you were taking the kid with you. I was like, this is kidnapping. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. no. He's take a bath with the little boys. I, I'm not going to take on the co-parentis of this child. I will not right. take him into my care. Mm. Although I may take him on as a ward of some sort. Mm. Yeah. That's I will no take, longer a thing. The boy will be my ward. Okay. If he doesn't learn the fucking woke justice you intend to um, lay out. By the way, both of you, a couple of wokesters this week. You're shooting for the little kid who doesn't understand women. You're shooting for the guy who jumps so high, he smashes through your glass ceiling. <laughs> I'm the only one who's actually keeping it real and attacking any tattoo. Of okay, let's Patrick close. Patrick is the voice of straight white men. Uh, and <laughs> let's close. Um, okay, so that is a, another episode of Talk About Take Me Out in which we have talked about Take Me Out. Uh, we did it. We bloody did it. We did right. it, guys. We see you next all, time. We should all be very proud of ourselves. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>